0: Hey and welcome back to another episode of Clone Yourself. I'm Sam Cabert, and I'm here to show you how I've scaled my business so that I can spend my days living and not working. I've successfully built my business so that runs itself through virtual assistance and allows me to work less than four hours a day. I'm here to show you exactly how I've done it to prove to you that you can do it too, and I'm going to guide you and show you how. In this episode of the Clone Yourself Podcast, we're going to focus on interviewing VAs. Now, I wanna remind you about the mindset shift we need to make before even thinking about hiring a virtual assistant. We need to think of VAs as employees. Oftentimes, when we fail at working with VAs, it's because we don't actually think of them as people. Now bear with me and hear me out. Our journey with VAs starts with hearing about this solution on how you can get more done by working with VAs. You hear all the benefits and you hear stories of people just saying how they gave something to their VA and boom, it was done. Then you tried throwing something at a VA and it didn't work. Well, you even hear what I said. Throwing at you know we don't we don't think of them as people. We just think of it as some sort of quick fix. And maybe you've uh, tried Fiverr.com where you can get a quick and easy tasks done for five bucks. And you go, oh, I'm just going to try something on there, and it doesn't really work out. You know, I've talked about this in previous podcasts and my book about VAs. Where ten years ago, when I first heard about VAs, a friend told me about Fiverr, and they were saying how you can just pay five dollars and get something done and i was like oh wow that's so cool like what so and i checked out the site and saw all kinds of things that you could get done on fiverr and it wasn't like i was trying to get create logos where i was saving hundreds or thousands of dollars on something it was something that you know would be a five dollar task um I, and you they upsell you too, where you can do like $25 things or even hundreds and thousands there's big gigs but the point is I tried so many $5 things that it was kind of like going to the candy store and you guys know what I'm talking about you, you sneak a little candy or you just try a sample and then before you know it you try so many different flavors taffy or whatever it is you leave the candy store unsatisfied because it, you're already full you already tried what you want to try and none of the you didn't really really commit to any specific one. Well, that's how I was with Fiverr. And then I tried Upwork and, you know, Upwork, there was just too many, too many VAs applying and I didn't really zone in on the airview process. When I started to think of virtual assistants as people, and again, I know that sounds weird to say, but when you make the mind sh- mindset shift of thinking of them as your employees, all of a sudden now, you're thinking about it totally differently. You're not thinking about, oh, what can I have someone get done for me? What can I have someone do for me? You start thinking, oh, hmm, I need to build out my team. And if you've ever hired an employee before, you know that there's a lot that goes into even the thought process behind What the job description is going to be, what this person is going to do on your team, the onboarding, what your life is going to look like after you have this new member on your team. There's so much more that goes into it. So for that reason, it's very important to take the interview process extremely serious. So here we go. I'm going to dive into some notes I have here. VAs are not going to work if we don't actually look at them as employees. And like I've been saying, VAs are actually people as well. We need to be thoughtful in deciding what tasks we want to take off our plate. We need to visualize what it would be like to have someone on our team virtually. For example, how are we going to interact with them? Are we going to be having meetings where it's a formal type uh, Let me backtrack. I didn't mean the word meetings. Are we going to be having phone calls? Because obviously we're going to be having meetings, but are our meetings going to be on the phone where we're talking to each other or are we going to communicate through Trello boards and Slack and emails or uh, instant messaging? How are we actually going to communicate with them and are we going to have predetermined time slots weekly Daily or whenever these check-ins and we check-ins occur, we need to start thinking this way. How is this actually going to free up our time? When you start thinking about, oh, when I bring a VA on board, they'll be doing the rekeying of information. They'll be doing the X, Y, Z tasks. Go back in the previous podcast. We just dis- we discuss how to uncover tasks they can do for you. So once you have those tasks now you can start to visualize how this is going to free up your time and with the mindset shift of thinking them as people but really by that I mean thinking of them as employees then you're going to start to be able to put more time into it because you can see where you're going with it right more questions or just thoughts we need to think about what are we going to do to recruit our new virtual assistant in future pods i'm going to tell you exactly which agency i use to recruit my vAs and i'm not really giving that away in these first uh, 10 plus podcasts or whatever because i want the i want you to really be listening to each of these podcasts each and every single one systematically, strategically, and in order, because they're sequential. So once you have all this information from the first 10 or so, then I want you to go and hire a VA. Whereas, you know, I if you, I know you're probably like me. And if you are, you just want to know where to get the VAs and you just want to dive in, but we need to do the work first. All right. So anyways, when we start planning for hiring virtual assistants, it's a similar approach to hiring employees. We naturally need to begin to slow down and realize that this is the same process you'd take when hiring an actual employee. You know, in fact, since you and your VA won't physically be in the same room and probably don't know that much about each other, I'd say you might need to do more upfront Work for planning for your VA. But don't worry, don't feel overwhelmed. I'm here to guide you every step of the way. So now that we understand the mindset shift of thinking of VAs as employees, let's go ahead and talk about the actual interview. You have a few choices. You don't actually have to interview your virtual assistant on the phone. In fact, it's quite normal to schedule a time to chat via a messaging service like Skype or maybe it's Google chat, whatever it is. You might do this if the VA you're interviewing lives in another part of the world. I actually like this tactic because I can get way more done in a chat than I can in a call. Sometimes in a call, I feel like it's hard to understand people through their accent. And I mean, that's not, that's just fact. And other times the phone line, you might not have the best reception or someone could be driving or just whatever. Sometimes uh, phone calls just aren't the best. And the other thing is we want to free up our time, right? So having a lot of scheduled calls isn't the most ideal thing, at least for me. Maybe it is for you. I also might recommend interviewing your potential new VA via chat because If you're like me and you follow the steps I'm going to teach, the majority of the communication you do with your VAs is going to be through messaging and emails. So for me, I kind of prefer to have that communication up front so that I can see their written communication style and that's just going to be the way we communicate. So why not just start that way from the beginning? If you're more old school though, schedule a call using a tool like calendly.com. Just create an account there and give your VA a few time slots to choose from and make sure you choose the time. There's no reason for you to um, be having calls at 2 a.m. or whatever it is. Um, even <laughs> You can if you want. Anyways, Here are some questions and I'm going to put these in the show notes as well. So you can have them in writing, but these are some questions you're going to want to ask in your interview, whether it's on the phone or if it's an email or if it's in real time, like a chat. So first off, can you tell me a little bit about your experience in doing something similar to this job position? Why are you interested in this position? How many clients do you currently work with and how do you manage your time? The reason this one I'm going to say something about. So you want to ask how many clients they have because you want to get an idea of what their availability is going to look like. So that might be one of those questions where you can piggyback off their answer and just feel it out and ask a few other questions. What time of the day will you be available to work on my projects? I prefer to communicate by fill-in-the-blank, whether email, Skype, Slack, etc. What is your preferred way of communicating? You you want to tell them how you communicate, but at the same time, you want to understand how they're used to communicating because you want to see if it's going to be a good mutual fit, right? You don't want to cater to their needs. And if you communicate in Slack, for example, which Slack does have a learning curve or even Trello. They don't know Trello, but most VAs know Trello. But my point is, if you're used to communicating in a certain way or certain uh, software or something and they're not uh, used to it, that sometimes could actually be a deal breaker. It just depends, you know, how hard the software is to learn and if you, if it's that big a deal to you. But just know that could be a deal breaker. So it's good to ask that question. If you start to perform a task and realize you have questions, how would you handle that? I, I love that question right there and I'm sure you know why. I might at some I might at times overwhelm you with assignments. How would you manage all the tasks handed to you to keep them organized so that you can complete each on time? Okay, so I kind of threw this one in because I do overwhelm my VA team because I'm the type of person which is probably similar to you where you when inspiration strikes. It could be in the middle of the night, it could be whenever, but you make notes and you just want to act on it. So I email myself. If it's uh, when inspiration strikes, usually I email myself more and put in a note because I want, my inbox is my to-do list. That's why, right? So a while ago when I was working with VAs, I decided to just email my VAs if the task was like had enough where I could just send it to them, Right. And that was good and fine, but then I realized I started to do that a lot, and this is a couple years ago, and I started to overwhelm my VAs with so many new tasks just from my phone that were not completely thought out and didn't have the best direction, and then they get lost in the shuffle. So the biggest thing I understood from there is I have to be a better leader, right? I have to make this easier on everyone. And the biggest thing I've done to do that is to use Trello boards. And I'm going to talk with, about Trello boards in a future podcast and how to organize your projects with VAs on Trello boards. But I don't blame the VAs I was working with at the time where I had to follow up on emails uh, from weeks prior Because I didn't put the effort into assigning the tasks. So it wasn't getting done, if if that makes sense. I should have done... I take responsibility. That was for sure my fault. But I've learned from that. And that's part of this podcast and my online course and all my teachings... I've 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 cracked the code at this point on VA, so I'm here to teach you what works and what doesn't work. So definitely uh, be mindful if you're going to overwhelm your VA with tasks, and that's a good question to ask in the interview process. And you'll you might get some ideas from them on how you can give them tasks better so they don't get overwhelmed. But you for sure will get. Uh, Uh, ideas, tips, and tactics from me so that you do not overwhelm your VAs. Anyways, I have two more for you. Tech issues happen. If you lost power, your computer crashes, or the internet is just down and you're on a deadline, what's the first thing you do? What are some of your favorite tools to use to work efficiently? Think Trello, Slack, uh, Google Drive, Dropbox, things like that. Um, Just quick thing on Dropbox. I'm not a fan of Dropbox. No shade to them. Um, I'm a Google Drive guy. And I mean, it syncs right with your hosted business Gmail account. And you can create your docs, your slides, your sheets, all that type of stuff in there too. So I love Google Drive. And there's been times with early VAs where they would send me Dropbox Dropbox links to things and I've gotten better since then and I've created folders for my VAs and we'll get into project management and all that type of stuff. But just know like you you can tell them up front, which was something I do in the past, um, that, hey, I work off a Google Drive, here's the folders to use, blah, blah, blah. So when they complete a task, it's right in the correct folder, whereas you're getting some, Uh, Dropbox links and you use Google Drive, then you have to download it, you have to make a new folder, you have to file it away. You know, that just creates more work. Why, Why create more work? That's the whole point is to make your systems more efficient, right? So anyways, this podcast was all about the actual interview. In the next podcast, I'm going to be outlining an example first task. And after that, I'll finally tell you how and where to hire your first or next virtual assistant. Remember also to check the show notes for this podcast because it has all my sample interview questions I just uh, I just read to you. So you can easily just copy and paste them, put them in a Google Doc, whatever works for you, right? Um, if you want to chat with me, head on over to my Calendly, which is calendly.com slash clone and be happy to help you... Help you I'd be happy to help guide you on the journey. Oh man, getting tongue-tied over here. But no, seriously, like my my highest excitement, my highest fulfillment is helping others. And I've helped so many of my friends with VAs. I'm more than happy to sit down um, virtually and talk with you to see what you need to get going. Because I, I, I've been there in the struggles of not doing well with VAs, being overwhelmed by the thought of it. But it, honestly, like, I know how to do it now, so I will help you. So hit me up. Um, otherwise, check in with your account accountability buddy early on in this podcast. I talked about. And getting an accountability buddy and the biggest reason i think that's so important is because if you've ever done anything extremely hard in your life which one of the things i go back to is triathlons for me and training with a buddy even though he lived on the other side of the state just like the constant communication like hey man i got my laps in or i got my run in or, my bike ride whatever it is that really helps motivate you and keep you guys accountable and then you can be on the same part of the journey together so not that this is going to be be one of the hardest things you do in your life but i'm just saying if you are overwhelmed by the thought it's a good idea to have an accountability buddy anyway i'm here when you need me and i'll be back with you in episode 11 of clone yourself where i'm gonna talk and tell you where i get my vas from so excited so till then Keep going. Do not give up. Your future self will thank you so much for putting the work in up front now so you can play more later. Keep going, my friends. It's a great journey.